0: Today, we are going to take a posture of peace by asking the right question when we face trouble of any kind. Posture is a short, audible fist bump to remind you God is with you in everything. Together, we're going to be emboldened to take a daily posture of perfect peace. In John 16, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In John sixteen thirty three, here we find a beautiful promise for peace, for peace when it is needed the most, in trouble, any kind of trouble. Jesus wasn't specific, so I'm guessing he means all. You know, we've come to this promise again and again as a posture community because this scripture was key for me in my own story of overcoming anxiety, panic, and fear, and so it has become written on my heart. So I come back again and again to these precious words from Jesus because, as we discussed last week, the word of God is alive and active So there is always more to discover and experience the more we engage with the word of God. And there is a key here in John 16, 33 that I want to share with you today. It is a key that will unlock you from the pressure of any trouble that you may be facing and it will open you up to peace because that's what keys do, right? They lock, they unlock, and they open doors for us. You know, Jesus said in the world, you will have trouble, but take heart, other translations, be of good cheer, take courage, be encouraged. I have overcome the world. Jesus says in the world, but I. (laughs) So here's the key. When you face trouble of any kind, make it about him before you make it about you. Again, remember what we talked about last week in episode 177. You and I, we carry a greater word. Jesus, the living word of God, is living inside of us and we are hidden in him. The greater word outshines, outlasts, outperforms any other word spoken to us or spoken over us. This is good news because Trouble speaks to us. Trouble tries to speak over us. It tries to define us. It tries to dictate how we think, how we act, what we believe, who we believe. But when we focus on the greater word, we see things accurately because we are looking at things through the lens of truth. So here is how I have been practicing using this key, making it more about him before making it about me in my own hard circumstances when I face trouble, instead of asking why, I first ask who. Instead of playing mental gymnastics, trying to figure out why is this happening? Why me? Why the delay in getting the circumstance resolved? Why are things so hard right now? You know, which Asking all those questions only puts my focus on me, right? My weakness, my inability, my lack, the misery of the circumstance I'm in, the limitations of worldly solutions and resources, all subtly breeding hopelessness in my head and heart. Instead of asking why, I put that question away and I ask, who? Who is God? I remind myself of his nature. And then I ask, who does God want to be for me in this circumstance what does he want to reveal to me about himself and then I ask who am I becoming in him because remember Genesis 126 we are being made in his image and likeness and this is good news because Jesus said he had over he has overcome the world therefore we are overcomers too Now, I don't believe, I've talked about this before, I don't believe God causes trouble in our lives to teach us lessons. He's not an abusive father. Trouble is just what a broken world gives us. But God does take advantage of the trouble we face here in this broken world to transform us more into his glorious image and his victorious likeness. God loves to stand with you in your weakest places and empower growth in the lowest part of your life. This is who he is. He is the God who is with us in the valley of the shadow of death, Psalm 23. He is the God who makes a way in the wilderness and puts a river in the desert, Isaiah 43. He is the God who is our refuge and our strength and our very present help in times of trouble. Psalm 46. This is his nature. This is what we discover by asking who instead of asking why. He's standing with you right now in your low places today. And he's saying, you know, while we're here, let's take some more territory. Let's make the enemy pay. Let's heal. Let's restore. Let's redeem. Let's reconcile. Let's bring wholeness to every broken place. This is his nature. This is who he is. And who he is, is who you are becoming more and more every day. You're being made in his image and likeness. Your circumstances, your traumas, do not have to be the thing that shapes you or defines your future. You can be free from all of that negativity today. Let his nature be what shapes you let his plans and purposes be what defines your future. That is what he is offering. He is offering himself. That's the kind of loving father that he is, rich in mercy, abounding in love, steadfast in faithfulness. And he does not change even when our circumstances do. This is what we discover when we ask "Who?" Any kind of trouble you face is just an opportunity to become more like him. That's why James writes, consider it pure joy when you face trouble of any kind. You're being upgraded, you're being empowered, you're being transformed. And that is very good news. That's a process you can actually delight in and not dread. So today, don't ask why, start asking who.